This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan, the radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys, joined as always by Brian Broaddus. He is a former Super Bowl winning NFL scout, uh, and he is now co-host of the G-Bag Nation, uh, 2 to 7 p.m. on 105.3 The Fan. That's Central Time, Monday through Friday. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Bobby. Thanks. It's, uh, man, the season's moving along pretty quickly, but... Uh, a you know, big one coming up uh, with uh, with the Rams. So uh, excited about that, and uh, excited about uh, you know what's uh, what's looking like for this team going forward. A lot of a uh, lot of news that we can get to, and I'm really really excited about. I, I got to tell you the first bit of news that we have to get to, Brian. The the top story, um, your tryout with the Cowboys this week to replace Jake McQuaid, uh, the long snapper who is now out with a tricep injury. He he's done for the year. Uh, they've picked up two long snappers. To sign to the practice squad to uh, compete, uh, you were not signed. Ultimately, how did the workout go? Uh, I mean, I mean, did you feel okay about it? Did you think you had a shot, or, or what happened there? I'll tell you what. I would have gone out there. It would have been actually funny to go out there at, at 58 years old. And uh, I was telling, uh, I was telling Derek Eagleton. I, you know, I do work with uh, Cowboys Break, and then I was talking about yesterday. Yes, and, and, and for those who, for those who don't about, know. For those who don't know, that's how Brian got his scholarship to LSU. That's, it was a yeah, long snapper. my scholarship was I was a, uh, I was a center and then became a deep snapper. So uh, that's what paid my way through school. But yeah, I, I you know what I would have uh, I would have worn the GoPro like I'd have had it on. Uh, <laughs> I know what Eli Manning did. That was kind of a lot of fun. But I wouldn't have done the makeup stuff. I'd have just gone out there and said, "Hey, you know, I'm the I used to snap. I last time I snapped was." You know, 1986. Uh, would you guys like me to, you know, try and uh, you know help you out here, kind of a thing? But I, I think it would have been fun. I I think I could have snapped the ball. I don't know the velocity is very good, and I know the cover would have been terrible. <laughs> but you know, they don't let you kill the center on field goals and extra points anymore. So I might have had a chance for that for the short little seven yard snap. But that 13 and a half snap that could have been a little rough. I think uh, I think you would have made a great center. Uh, I mean, if Trey Junkin could come back and, and snap for a big game, I don't see why Brian Broaddus couldn't. Uh, Brian, let's take a look at some of the big news coming out of uh, Cowboys practice today. Here on Wednesday, we'll be releasing this Thursday morning. We're going to have some takeaways from what we've seen here on the first real day of practice for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, in, increasingly likely that he will not play. I mean, it's all but been ruled out. I think you can... 
effectively rule him out given that they've signed Will Greer to the active roster and signing Will Greer to the active roster is because they've run out of practice squad elevations. You get three of those until you have to sign him up to the full uh, sign him up to the roster um, and so they, they couldn't send him back down to the practice squad. They were going to have to call him up and sign him and so the fact that Will Greer's here, that's pretty indicative I think that Dak Prescott is not going against the Rams on Sunday. Yeah, I got the feeling even on uh, uh, after the game uh, this past week against the Commanders, you know, asking people in the organization about Dak and the likelihood of him playing this week. I know there was you know, there's people, and let's be honest. The, the you know the front office, the general manager, the owner. He's you know he he set I think unrealistic expectations. Uh, there was that thought uh, after Tampa, you know that hey, it's you know we don't know anything, and then the following week, well maybe Dak could play next week, and then the week after that, it's like well no maybe he can't play. It might be another week. Well let's wait. Well maybe he could play and all that. And I, I think it's it's very very frustrating. You know, you're trying to get to the bottom of, you know, when he potentially could play. And I know asking people in the organization, and this was uh, this was after the game, and, you know, they were like, hey, this this week against the Rams is unrealistic. And so I was like, oh, okay. Because I just, you know, there's, like I said, there's been, I don't know if it's misdirection, if it's optimism, if it's, it, it seems like it's gone back and forth, back and forth. But the, the one thing that I've been very consistent of or what, people have told me that they've been very consistent of is it was going to be about healing. It was going to be about uh, range of motion and it was going to be about grip strength. And, you know, never at any time have we heard of Dak Prescott practicing, you know, and never, never have we heard him. Oh, well, Dak took some snaps th- today in practice or right. Dak did this or Dak did that. And that's pretty easy for me. If the guy's not practicing, he's not going to play. Especially a and, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and I think there were some things they're dealing with with some swelling still. Dak's going to work extremely hard. Britt Brown's going to push him extremely hard, uh, but, you know, within reason. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just don't feel like that there was that, that this week was, you know, going to be the week. And let's be honest, uh, let's see what happens for Philadelphia week. Philly uh, is very up. iffy. Yeah. Philly's very iffy. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think, so I, I think he's for sure back by the Lions game. I, I yeah. think he. I think he makes a point to be back by then. Um, and, and look, I think Philly winning Sunday night football on the road against a team like Philadelphia, who I think is. I mean, Brian, I don't know about you. I feel like that's the best team in the NFC right now. Um, yeah, they're playing. They're playing the best through uh, through the first four weeks. Of the season, I, I feel sure. like that's going to be a tough game for Cooper Rush to win. So you'd like for him to be back then. But I just that that would be the earliest date. I think would be the Eagles game. And, and I, you know what? If he could have practiced some this week. But, you know, let's see what happens come, you know, and you got to get through this Rams game this week. You know, I mean, I think there's people out there to listen to the podcast, Bobby, that would probably say, hell, if you could split, you know, if you could split this Rams and Eagles, these next two games, yeah. that they would probably take that. You know, I, I, me personally, yeah, if you lose the Rams and beat the Eagles, that would be the best thing just because of the division opponent. You know, and you would be 3-0 right. in the division, which I – you know, as the as the first swim through, uh, you know, you've uh, that would be you know the optimum thing. You've beaten Philadelphia at home in that case. You have beaten the Giants at their place. So now, you know, two of the next three division games are home games. So I, I you know, I, I just this thing with Dak Prescott, and, and I think a lot of the 
I think a lot of the confusion about it is because of what Jerry Jones has done. He's flip-flopped on, you know, he sells his hopium on, oh, Dak's coming back, Dak's doing this, Dak's doing that. Right. Well, then he kind of crawfishes, and, and if you're not familiar with crawfish in Louisiana, they swim backwards. And so, you know, that's kind of where I think I think that Jerry is right now. Uh, you know, he's trying to kind of figure things out. And, you know, Mike McCarthy might be uh, – uh, you know, a, a, a little bit, you know, <laughs> a little bit like perturbed by having to deal with all this. I, yeah. I don't think he's really, uh, you know, very excited about, you know, the questions that he's having to get about it. And, you know, he's got to focus on keeping his team ready for these uh, next two games that are going to be pretty difficult. Uh, on that topic of Dak Prescott, we were in the locker room today. And look, this is one of the things that we like to bring to you guys here on the show. We like to take you inside the locker room, use our access, and then kind of share that with you so that you can feel that you're there in the star with us during the practice week. So uh, we've got some fresh audio out of the locker room today. And uh, the topic was brought up about Dak Prescott with Michael Gallup. We got a chance to talk to Michael Gallup today. And they were asked about how Dak is staying engaged uh, with this football team while he's away. Here's what Michael Gallup had to say. I mean, obviously, Dak's in all the meetings, um, talks to us on the side. You know, he reminds Cooper of certain things if he needs it. But, uh, yeah, he's just a big, you know, big booster on the sidelines. Um, you know, he's out here handing out water now. But um, he's, uh, you know, obviously a great, uh, great leader, even, you know, not being on the field with us right now. I think it's bugging Dak Prescott that he's not out there on the football field. I think it's, I think it's eating him. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And it's... You know, maybe it's not to the extreme of what he went through in 2016 with Tony Romo, because Tony Romo wasn't interested in being on the field and handing out water and doing all those things. Right. He wasn't. Tony Romo did not show up until he actually had to start practicing. That was that's very well documented that, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez and. And, and Kellen Moore and what they were able to do in 2016. You know, people talk about Dak benefited from Romo. That there, that was not a that's let's, not the let's, case let's, at all. And let's, that's let's and, break and, that. You know, and let's Barry break. Church was on with us at 105.3 The Fan. Yeah, and he even he even admitted that. He said, "No, man, that that wasn't that's not the case at all." So Dak is kind of seeing where this division's going now. If this team was 0 and 4 there would be a big push to get Dak Prescott out there. I mean, there would be a big push to try and do it. The fact that they're three and one right now, I think has bought them some time that, yeah, if you do lose uh, the game against the Rams, you know, you're not, you're not just dead in the water. So uh, I, I mean, him coming back when he's ready, I think that's the absolute best thing. And I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. He could, he could be anxious about getting back. But if he can't grip the football sufficiently to throw passes, nothing you can do about that. He, he's he's no use to your football team if he can't do that. Absolutely. Uh, more from Michael Gallup today. Uh, asked about how he felt after that first football game. Obviously, his first you know full football game, his first real contact since the Arizona game at the beginning of January. Uh, here's what Michael Gallup had to say. Not too bad. I was going to be a little bit worse, but wasn't that bad at all. You know, came in here, iced it up, got in the hot tub, so it was good. How's your confidence level increase after having a game like that? Oh, yeah, big boost. Uh, got in there, got my feet wet. Um, you know, now you just keep stacking days. Which that was the big thing we heard, right? Need to get hit. Need to see game yeah. action. Yeah. And then that'll be a big part of the hurdle. So as, as as good as we saw Michael Gallup play last week and, and as, as encouraging as that was, you got to think that he's got an even bigger opportunity to perform at a higher level this week just getting past some of those mental hurdles. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think that, you know, the thing that's, that could be uh, very difficult is, you know, he was not ready to play against the Giants. And, it, and physically, I think he was ready to play against the Giants. Mentally, you know, him and Britt Brown, again, the associate athletic trainer for the Cowboys who's re- responsible for the rehabs, Britt knows these guys better than anybody. I mean, he pushes them. He understands them. You know, the guys that come back and play are better for it because of of how hard Britt is really to, willing to work. Uh, he's going to, you know, so to me, you know, he and Michael sat down and it, it just wasn't right that Monday night game. Yeah. It just, for, you know, for everything, it, you know, a, a road game against the Giants, divisional opponent, you're like, man, he's got to play, he's got to play. But no, they made the best decision for him. Uh, Britt and Michael sat down and, and the good thing about uh, a thing about Mike McCarthy is he's not going to sit there and try and talk a player into playing when he doesn't feel like the player's ready to play. And so give him credit for that. And you know they they've they've survived this. They have survived this this whole thing so far with the quarterback being out. They've survived it with the left tackle being out. They've survived it with the wide receivers being kind of a mess. But they've you know they've survived it. Yeah. And and a credit to. The coaches, the players, the front office, because there was a side of me that I I just didn't feel like that was probably going to be the case. Today was also a day we got to talk to Tyler Smith in the locker room. He is one of my favorite quotes. Look, it's it's frustrating because he's such a great quote right now, and I'm just waiting for the day he gets jaded and he's tired of us because it will come. It comes for every NFL player. They get tired of giving us good quotes, yeah. and they, yeah. they just – cut it out after a little while but Tyler Smith uh, a couple interesting clips here I wanted to play for you Brian first one here uh, Tyler talking about how Jason Peters play style at left guard complements his own I mean his style of play is definitely it's super efficient to me you know he's a nasty guy but he's also he's really a Simon son he's really uh savvy in everything that he does and so just those little you know those little tips those little tricks quote-unquote that he kind of gives me I feel like really works out my play style you know some of the athletic traits that I possess so it's just it's a matter of you know incorporating them into my game you know sharpening up on things every week for sure now, Tyler Smith, obviously, playing alongside Jason Peters and Connor McGovern, kind of a rotation there right now that they're dealing with. Um, Jason Peters didn't have the best game, obviously, this past week, but how does that play style, do you think, complement Tyler Smith? Just having somebody who is a, a veteran and can kind of cover over some of the rookie mistakes and assignment mistakes from a young player like Tyler Smith. Yeah, those commander defensive tackles will make you happy. They're a pain in the ass. <laughs> Zach, I mean, Zach Martin had a couple of bad snaps. Uh, Biotish, a couple bad snaps. Uh, Jason Peters actually looked like a 40-year-old man playing the other day. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a little rough for him, too. Uh, that, that's a those, – uh, you know, those guys are difficult to deal with. And But the play style, yeah, the power, the mass, the, the ability to get push in the running game, pass sets – you know, there's a lot to really, really like about what you get from Tyler Smith. And the fact that he knows that the, you know, sometimes these players don't always know the history of the game. 
they don't know the players that came before them. Yeah. You know, Jason Peters is, is had an unbelievable career and the fact that he's here kind of teaching uh, Tyler Smith, you know, the ins and outs of the game. And the fact that Tyler Smith is acknowledging and accepting, you know, um, the other day I saw I saw Tyron Smith on the field working with the cords with Britt Brown. Yeah. So, you know, that one might be, you know, sooner than later. I, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're going to have a very um, interesting, uh, and I'm not going to say it's a problem, but they're going to have an interesting decision to make about how they really want to make everything work out here. And, you know, is it a situation? Do you, did you get, did you, do you going to have to uh, say with Jason Peters when Tyron Smith comes back is, Hey, thank you very much, Jason Peters. We appreciate it. And you know, you're going to need the roster spot. Who knows? Who knows? But at least through these first four weeks of the season, it's been a really, really good marriage between uh, uh, Tyler Smith and then what Jason Peters has been able to bring. One more quick clip here to wrap up this segment. Uh, Tyler Smith uh, being asked about if this left guard rotation, swapping guys out, does that present any difficulties for him? I really can't say it has. We, we stay pretty assignment sound. Coach Blasco and Coach Philman do a good job, you know, giving us our assignments, you know, telling us what they want done from week to week. You know, it stays the same. Like, you know, it's definitely, you know, it takes getting used to, you know, for both parties to just kind of build that chemistry. But, you know, we're, we're pretty solid across the board, I feel like. Brian, really quickly here, just as we uh, wrap up, forgetting about how Connor McGovern has played individually, Matt Farniak individually, Jason Peters individually, their own individual attributes. We'll, we'll put that aside for a sec. Have you noticed any issues at all, you think, with the fact that it's a rotation? Do you think there are any rotation-specific no, issues? No. no, and I asked Stephen Jones that question on 105.3 The Fan about there used to be a time you put your, your five guys out there and you never, ever rotated the guys. Cowboys on the other end, they are doing constant rotations right now. And they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out, uh, you know, what combination gives them the best opportunity to protect their quarterbacks and then also run the football. So this is not – I think we're far from the five. I, I really do. I think we're – there's still going to be opportunities for Jason Peters. There's still going to be opportunities for, uh, for Connor McGovern. You know, he wasn't very good the other day. I mean, they, they struggled the other day. So – I think they'll just continue on rotating and then, you know, and hopefully uh, the uh, the rookie at left tackle will just continue to grow and whoever's playing to the inside of him will uh, allow him to continue to grow. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast and you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.